said hot damn. I said hot damn. Hope you're enjoying the rest of your summer. You got a couple weeks left. Go get it. Go get you some summertime. Get in the sun. Get in the pool. Get in the beach. Get in the ocean. I'm trying to have a good time. It's a, it's a race against the clock for the old uh, management here at the Loftus Party. Got a trip to the beach planned, I think, in a couple weeks. Uh, this summer has just, it is, it's, it's escaped me. So I got a lot of catching up to do. I hope you're having a good one over there in uh, Gimlet Town in Gypsy yeah. Camp Zero. Yeah, we, we closed out the summer summer season uh, community-wise yesterday. We had a free concert in the park with the Kentucky Headhunters. Hey, all right. Really great band out of Rome, Georgia called the Georgia Thunderbolts. They are like a great mix of um, literally the best Southern fried rock I've heard in a long time. Uh, I am going to give them credit for having a name like the Georgia Thunderbolts. That's a <laughs> great band name. That is a great band name. I hope you bought a t-shirt because I want to see what the t-shirt looks like. Um, I definitely the t-shirts do. were pretty, pretty standard. So no, I actually didn't, but um, I, I strongly suggest you look them up on the YouTubes. I, I will. I will. Let's do it. I've been put. Listen, it was a great week. It was a great week for the uh, for the Loftus Patty. For the Loftus Patty down there in Cape Cod. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. We'll go over some of the stuff. Uh, but holy smoke, uh, there's there was a lot of great stuff. I reviewed uh, this new – well, it's not a new game. It's, uh, it's No Man's Sky, but they updated it for virtual reality. That was amazing. Woodstock, uh, 50th anniversary. We're going to get into that later. The, the MAGA Country Comedy Show – we, we made some big announcements there. We got to talk about that. Holy smoke. What's going on in Hong Kong? What's going on with Rashida Talib and Israel? That's one of my favorite YouTube videos ever. Ever. It, this one, it's... There was I'm a gonna YouTube do what I, video? Oh, my gosh. See, this is, this is what hurts me. It really, it really hurts me that you don't even subscribe to my YouTube channel. I you do. You don't... <laughs> Watch the freaking videos. My video on Rashida Talib was hilarious and All right, informative. Go do that. And it's one of those and it's one of those ones where I thought, okay, this one has a chance. This one like some videos, not all videos are equal. And I'm I'm never and I'm never I'm never just gonna like put something out there just for the sake of putting something out there. I really do right. I, I care about them all. Like uh, I'm 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 trying to entertain and inform. But holy smoke, we'll just talk about this first. The whole Rashida Talib and Israel of it all, that was, to me and to a lot of people, uh, the perfect encapsulation of what's what's going on in Israel and Palestine and the Middle East and part of the problem. I'll just walk you guys through it because I know I know the, the Liberty Gypsy knows what's happening, and, and you guys probably too, but it's, it's better radio if we walk you through it. So uh, Elon Omar and Rashida Talib. They said, uh, "Hey, we we want to go to we want to go to the the Middle East. We want to go visit Palestine." Now, here's the deal: they they exclusively wanted to visit Palestine. Mm -hmm. They did not make any. Uh, they they had no appointment set, no meeting set with uh, anybody from the uh, the the political parties in Israel, the ruling party or the opposition party. No one from the administration over there. They weren't going to meet with anybody. They were going to nope. meet uh, exclusively, and the whole the whole thing was set up by this uh, this this group called MIFTA, and, and MIFTA is run by this f lady who was a big muckety muck in the PLO, 
and it was all about BDS, which is boycott, uh, divest, divest and, and yep. yeah. So it was exclusively the trip, even on paper, was exclusively about uh, boycotting Israel, which is economic warfare. Now you can't do that. You can't come into the United States with the sole purpose of you know starting economic warfare against the U.S. So in 2017. Israel passed a law where, like, we're not going to allow that either. You can't – we're not going to let you into our country if, if your sole purpose is to uh, start economic warfare. So whatever. So uh, Israel said, no, you can't come in. And then uh, Rashida Tlaib, Elon Omar, she's, she's like, okay, I, I got all the publicity I needed out of this. She, right. she evidently didn't really want to go. Rashida Tlaib – uh, went to Israel. She wrote a letter, and they they put the letter up on on social media. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's like, "I just want to visit my grandma. She's ninety years old. We wanted to go fig picking, and I just want to see her. It might be my last chance ever. I'm not going to do anything bad. I just want to see my grandma." There, I paraphrase the par- paraphrase the last part. <laughs> and so Israel's like, "Oh, good lord, yeah, absolutely. Come on in. We'll let you go see grandma. That's that's fine." And then Rashida Tlaib is like, well, no, now I don't want to go. No, I don't want to go because uh, this, that, and the other. So her hatred of Israel outweighs her love of her grandmother. She would rather not see her grandmother alive again than have to set foot. Do you know what I'm saying? And, well, and to is me, she that... rather she'd rather not see her grandmother alive again than not be able to talk about BDS, which she expressly said in the letter, she, I, I understand, and I will not do this if you let me see my grandmother. Yeah. So yeah. she she agreed she agreed to it in advance, and then was like, no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. So what she, re- here's what I think was going on. She expected them to deny her, and she would have gotten massive PR out of that, and then they said, yeah. sure. And she yeah. didn't know what to do, so she just made a fool of herself it was it was fantastic oh my it was God. comical and it was poignant i feel sorry for grandma so How, do I. Like, she was like oh my goodness i'll get to see little rashida again rashida's coming to visit everybody we're going fig picking and and then rashida's like no grandma and then uh ultimately rashida talib on twitter declares victory declares victory like like not being there to see your grandmother again is some kind of victory. So, yeah, like, what exactly was, did you win? Because I don't think this—I yeah. don't think this is what we call winning. Yes, that ain't that ain't winning. No. So, uh, so that video went up, and uh, and hilarious. It just it just tickles me. It just because I picked this picture. I, I took this picture of uh, Rashida Tlaib where she's she's just yelling. She's making this face. She's on the she's on the news. And I'm like, Elon Omar, and then boink, the picture pops up, and I go, Rashida Tlaib, and then I'm very nice, and I switch the picture out for a, <laughs> but I just kept doing it <laughs> over and over again, and now every now every time I see a picture of her anywhere, all I can think in my head is, Rashida Tlaib, it just makes me laugh, and like, it's one of those like David Letterman things where the more you do it, the funnier it is, and then it's and then it stops being funny. But then you keep doing it, and then it becomes funny again. It was that kind of thing. So, uh, good work, Israel. Way to play that game. It's it's almost like uh, it's almost like the the Jewish people know a thing a thing or two about how to guilt somebody over not seeing their grandma. Right. 
right? <laughs> no, I, that's, that sounds horribly uh, uh, racist. Well, or, we or... were both raised Catholic, so we can make fun of other people's guilt. I mean, yes. we're like the champions. Yes. We are, yes. We are the champ, hands yeah. down. We, we, will see, we will see you in the guilt Olympics. There they're you held, go. There they're you held go. every once every four years, which really should be two who can go a lot that long without seeing their family. Okay, so oh, that, that was no. hilarious. But so, what I love about this whole thing, yes, and, and and you know, Trump was doing it right. He was making these hoopleheads the face of the Democratic Party, and he yes. just got he just got an assist from Israel in making them the face of the party. The Democratic oh, yeah. vapors of, about U.S. Congresswomen being denied entry to the country. Well, then people go, well, why did that happen? And then they figure out who they're, be- it becomes public, who they were backed by for the trip, what BDS really is. I mean, that was basically a fringe movement in this country yeah. for the longest time. They won't shut up about it. So they're just like putting their their hate on like a tattoo on their forehead. And then yeah, they yeah. go, they go and both of them posted a, a comic from a, a known like Holocaust denier anti-Semite yeah, on their Instagram I, I think accounts. I, it's like, you guys just can't stop, can you? You can't. You I are so full dude of hate. Literally, literally was in the finalist for the Holocaust denier cartoonist of the exactly. year contest. Seriously. Yeah. It's like Iran Iran holds a contest mm-hmm. for the best for the best the Holocaust never happened cartoon. And this guy is <laughs> this guy's the winner. <laughs> it's, I don't. I'm not listening. I'm, I'm laughing that it's so insane. That it's so insane. That, like, that's that's actually like a, Python. a contest. I know. That's the crazy. It's like a Monty Python skit. And this year's finalist for the Holocaust Never Happened cartoon. It's just. It's crazy. But leave it to Iran. Leave it to Iran. Okay. So, so I was going to tell you. you I was had gonna some. Tell the, the listening audience who may not be familiar. You need to tweet out your video on Snopes. My video on Snopes. You did for the Flipside show. You you put up a picture of the people who started it and their oh, cat. Yeah, I think they live in my neighborhood. I'm not even kidding you. It's just two middle aged really? people. Really? Because their they're getting owned by a satire website at this point. Oh, the Babylon Bee is just crushing them. Uh, they're crushing them. The left can't meme. They just can't and they should never pick a fight with someone who does such outrageous satire as the Babylon Bee. Yeah, that's it's Babylon it's a fun Bee one this to watch. morning decided to make it official, and their their uh their their story for today was Snopes strikes a deal with Netflix to provide on screen fact checks of fictional shows and movies. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Oh, God. That's good for the oh. Babylon Bee. Good for the Babylon Bee getting picked on. Yeah, but it made me think of that video because it literally cracked me up. So I think you should oh, yeah, share that yeah. with the world again. I should. Well, here's the deal. I have to go back through all my videos. <laughs> now, listen, I started paying attention to the YouTube channel about two years ago. That's right. when I really think That's when I really think it started. Now, before uh, they were posting entire – it was it was bizarre. Uh, there was this guy who was, in, who was like, air quote, running the YouTube channel, and he was just – Posting things willy nilly, no rhyme or reason. It was just, it was just insane. It was just insane. But we did have like a, a little hardcore group of people who were following the channel. God bless you, and I hope you're still here. Um, so 
I, I have to go back through all these videos because I just discovered, like, I don't, I don't check the YouTube channel every day. I don't check all the videos every day. Mm-hmm. And, and because I was pretty sure that Rashida Tlaib, Rashida Tlaib would get demonetized, I started checking. Uh, and they, uh, no, they have not demonetized it. But oh. I will tell you this, they demonetized my video on the Hong Kong shooting or the Hong Kong riots. Uh, they de- demonetized my video uh, about all the shooting. And all the shootings, you know, the the El Paso and the Dayton and all that, that wasn't comedy. And that it was just like factual uh, and opinion and like, listen, we have to learn how to love our fellow person and value human life. That was, that's, de- that's demonetized. And I asked them to look at that one and they looked at it and they go, yeah, that's, that's, there's, you're not going to ever advertise with that. So I'm like, okay, maybe it's the subject matter. Maybe it's just the subject matter. It's the file. So I'll give them that one. Like six other videos, <clears throat> like they're going back through older videos and just demonetizing them. Cause like they're in the rearview mirror. Now someone might still be watching these, but it's like, it seems super nefarious to me. So I put in, uh, I put in. I asked for a manual review of all the videos, and so far I've heard that like four of the six uh, are suitable. So it's it's just really uh, I can't wait till I mean, the, this new like, platform so, gets up. You are so much less generally offensive than most, like than Stephen Colbert or Samantha B. I mean, literally, you just have fun doing these videos. Yes. You don't use foul language. You don't. I mean. I don't know. YouTube's just crazy. So it, yeah, it is. It is. So, uh, but here's here's some fun news. Uh, I went a little, I did a little bit of a deeper dive into the analytics, and I want to say hey to all the people. Uh, this is at least for the YouTube channel, the Loftus Party. Uh, a lot of people in the old U.S. of A. A lot of people in the old United Kingdom. I want to say hey to all our a bunch of people from Canada, and I want to say hello to our friends down Mexico way. All of our good friends down under and the who are watching the clips and hopefully uh, subscribing to the podcast, too, in Zimbabwe, Zimbabwe. and in Singapore. Zimbabwe. I love it. And Singapore. Hey. And also, uh, yeah. And yeah. And a, and a big shout out to our friends in Hong Kong. A big shout out to our friends in Hong Kong. So, the, yeah, those are, those are the countries uh, that are subscribing uh, to the YouTube channel, and hope hopefully they're subscribing to the podcast too. Things are going okay. I mean, listen, it's we 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 knew this was going in. It was always going to be, you know, YouTube's going to demonetize, blah blah blah. Facebook's going to dial us down. Wow, wow, cry, cry, cry. But listen, the numbers for the podcast are were slow and steady. Wins the race. I'm digging it. It's a it's a great audience. You guys are the best. You know who's uh, not going to dial anybody down or demonetize anyone? Say the name. Say the Loud. name. Hub. Clout Hub. That's where Video I'll definitely be. coming in September. And that's right around the corner. That's literally right around the corner. Um, Yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there. I don't want to owe $10,000 for singing that, so I'm going to stop myself. Okay, okay so, so Hong Kong. I've been thinking about this one. I've been thinking about this one a lot. And, and I'm usually a pretty upbeat, optimistic guy. I don't see a lot of um, sunshine and lollipops on the horizon for the for the good people of Hong Kong. I, I really think uh, there, there's I've been I've, I've literally been trying to think about it. I I just don't know what we can do. We can't go toe to toe with China. 
You, seriously, that's 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 World War Three action right there. My, so, my personal opinion, and I, I I think this is what the president needs to do, and I think he's not doing it for a couple reasons. Um, he needs to do exactly what he did with the protesters in Iran. He needs to say, we stand with these people fighting for liberty and freedom, and here's some killer sanctions for you. Yeah, but aren't we already got the, like the trade war thing going on. Like, yeah, but like, trade, trade, trade is different than sanctions. Yeah. Like, I think yeah. the way that he could, he could leverage China with something like that would play much better with the American people than tariffs. Well, do you do you see any way where China would just l- let Hong Kong go? I do think you, if enough you, of the world put pressure on them, I mean, you you have to understand that the administration did a fabulous job with the sanctions against Iran. I mean, they got everybody to buy in. Well, yeah, I mean, but I, Iran is like they're they're like the number one supporter of terror across the board. Blah 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 blah. I know. I don't know. I think the, it would be how tough. How does the EU not not back? I mean, that that's a deal. That's a treaty with the British that they're violating. Yeah, but it's it, it goes back. I mean, this is the other thing I did in 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 my Hong Kong in my Hong Kong video. But like, if they if they violate the treaty with the British, does it automatically go back to British rule? I mean, seriously, I just don't see how this. If I'm if I put my shoes in the Chinese uh, people, I'm I'm right now I'm. I'm Xi or whatever that that guy's name is. I'm mean, like I'll be I'll be damned if you're gonna get Hong Kong. I'll be damned if you're gonna get Hong Kong. We're taking all of that, Jack. We're taking all of that. That was originally China. That's ours. Give it back. Right. Yeah, it's gonna be tough. So comedically, comedically, I say this because you know I'm all comedically. I'm all for taking over other countries. Like I already thought. Like, let's just take over Mexico, make that state 51, blah, 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 blah. But now Trump is talking about buying Greenland, <laughs> which would be awesome, which the more I think about it. Why? That's a, Why Iceland? Well, Iceland's their own thing. Let Leave Iceland alone. They're good. They're good. But Greenland? We could take Greenland. It would be nice. I'm sure they have a lot of, a lot of uh, minerals. It's very close the, to the Antarctic, which... There's a lot of good stuff going on in the Antarctic. It is very cold. However, if we did buy Greenland, you need to fill it up. See, this is where we get our immigration policies here in the United States. The United States is this big, entry, empty uh, country. We need to fill up. So we're like, bring us your poor, your weak, anybody. Come on in. Come on in. Uh, which I want to talk about your tweet later because that was that was, uh, uh, that was was a brilliant tweet about really? immigration. I don't know oh, yeah. when I was brilliant. Thank you. You're, you do it a lot. You do it a lot. But this one especially <laughs> this one especially stood out. So we, we would need people to fill up Greenland so we could give everybody in Hong Kong just a free ticket, just a free ticket. Whoever wants to come, come to State 51, bring a jacket because it's Greenland. But like just let's fill it up with the Hong Kong people. It wouldn't be like the Virgin Islands and other things we bought. Listen, I think it's time we start adding adding to states and like seriously if it's like monopoly if you can just buy a country like greenland's having a hard time paying their bills Uh like literally they're 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 struggling so it's it's a bargain it's like monopoly and you're playing with your brother and he's running out of cash and he's got a couple of properties and you're like listen dude just give me give me the deed and i won't charge 
charge you rent for the next three times around. Like, let's do it. Let's do it. Doesn't one of the Swedish countries want to buy them? The Danes or something? I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. Those wacky Swedes. Those wacky Wacky, wacky. But I would do it. I would buy. I would. I would buy Greenland. Fill it up with the good people of Hong Kong. So we found you a place to live. But for real, it's gonna be cold. But just man, that would be great. That would Greenland be great. is actually the Iceland, and Iceland is actually the Greenland. They did that yes. on purpose. Yeah, some it was. People some... don't know that. Some people. But yeah. and the, the the story goes that there was like some Spanish explorer somewhere, and he had like disappointed the queen, and she's like, "We're gonna banish you to somewhere." Uh, and then he's like, whoa, don't banish me to Iceland. Don't banish me to Iceland. And he changed he changed the maps because like yep. it wasn't like you could go down to the local grocery store and get a map. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> I think that's hilarious. He bugs bunnied his way to like going to the nicer place. Right. Uh, so so him. that. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Hong Kong, I just don't see a way out. Let's uh, let's let him. So anyway, and, and leave your... the Mulan actress alone. What can she possibly say? She's Chinese. Oh, the, what the the actress from the Mulan, the live action? Yeah, they're like all over her because she's being supportive of the Chinese government. Do you have any idea what would happen to her if she wasn't? Oh yeah, I'd, I'd, leave I'd, her I'd, alone. I haven't even followed any 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 bit about that. But yeah, chi- listen. Everybody's talking. Everybody's all gloom and doom. Here comes the recession. Trump has no idea. And I've I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Listen, the longer we wait to go toe to toe with China, the worse it's gonna get. The worst it's gonna get. Uh, they are just they are growing by leaps and bounds. So we gotta we gotta hit them now while we still well, have some leverage. I think what we've hit them with so far is dragged them back to the nineteen. 19- 90s the thing is that the the chinese government can withstand the negative effects to its population because they don't care and they don't run for election whereas in this country politicians are very sensitive to the effects on the population of those types of things because it's it's political yeah 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 so it's good luck good luck and then once again hopefully hopefully huawei phone that's listening to everything you say yeah, and and hopefully this will uh, let's let's get manufacturing going on in this country again. It's when you can only when you can only buy a uh, a plastic deck chair from China, and you can't get an affordable deck chair here in the U.S. of A. Uh, somebody's got problem. A, that is a big problem. That is well, a very a very I, big problem. A, a guy I interviewed uh, Rose Tennant last week about the Made in America Exposition getting set to go in Indianapolis. So they've got several hundred exhibitors that are going to be there that actually make and manufacture things here in the good old U.S. of A. So give them a shout out and a look. Yeah. You know what else is made right here in the good old U.S. of A? The Loftus great Party. Product. The Loftus Party. TheLoftusParty.com. And uh, my good friends at the Trump 2020 Pouches Company. Mm-hmm. These things are insane. Mine are still, listen, I, uh, they're guaranteed for life. They never wear out. And the ones that I've been using now for the past uh, month or so, they it just it's it's insane. They never they they never stop. It's great. So if you've got a, a gun safe, if you've got uh, you know in your bathroom or a closet or some area that you want to keep nice and dry, and uh, it's got a nice nice clean scent that's not overpowering, 
It's all natural, safe around kids, pets, all that stuff. I've never been more delighted uh, with Trump2020pouches.com. Use the code word MAGA, and uh, you're going to get a free one because that's how much we love you. And speaking of MAGA, we made our big uh, announcement last Monday. That was fun. That was absolutely fun. We got uh, Chad Prather on the program now. So it's myself. It's Reno Collier from the Blue Collar, Blue Collar Comedy Tour. We got Brian Hayner from Showtime and the Jeff Dunham Tour. And now we got uh, Chad Prather, who's vi- – holy smoke. I knew that guy was popular. I had no idea, though. I had no idea. He's got a show on The Blaze that's doing gangbusters. He's got a video. The video, I guess, in 2015 that really just popped for him was called uh, Unapologetically Southern. Somebody was making fun of his accent, and he did a little answer video in his truck. That thing's got like 12 million views Yeah, I think I shared it. Yeah. That dude, uh, that dude, I'm looking forward to these shows. I'm looking forward to these shows. Hopefully you guys. Fun. I think we're going to, uh, listen, I'm telling you right now, Gimlet, I think it's going to be an absolute blast. So yeah. here, here's the way. Yeah. Yeah. He seems He's like uh, a happy warrior, too. Kind of like, well, that's, you know, like there's a lot of angry warriors. You, yep. you guys all seem like happy warriors, and I love that. It's I've always wanted to make like the super friends of seriously of like conservatives. Like there's a really funny, happy dude uh, in New York, Joe DeVito. Oh, yeah. Who, Joe's great. He's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I want to get him on board and we'll, we'll figure it out. So the dates are, are all the loftest party dot com. I've, I've kind of if you go to the website, that story is always going to be on the front page. We've just kind of we've kind of like stapled it there. There's, right. there's tons of other stuff. So here's the here's the idea. Here's the game plan, uh, you freedom-loving uh, liberty people. We're going to do uh, Des Moines, Iowa on September 24th, Omaha on the 25th, Kansas City on the 26th, then Houston, Texas on October 15th, San Antonio on the 16th, Addison, which is right outside of Dallas, on the 17th, Arlington on the 20th, then... We'll be in Oxnard, California on the 22nd. Oxnard? Yeah. yeah it's, that it's, name always cracked me up. It's right around the corner. It's wild. It's like you go over the hill and into the, like the, the big, big valley. of. Yeah. of I used yeah, to the, drive to San, from San Jose to Sacramento. Bollinger Canyon used to crack me up, too. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and then Brea, California on the 23rd. Ontario on the 24th. One of those dates... One of those dates, we're going to be filming a little special for Fox Nation, and then that'll come out in November. Also in November, we're going to be doing Hartford, Connecticut on the 5th, Albany, New York on the 6th, and Syracuse on the 7th. Then we're going to add some more dates in November. We're going to add some more dates in December, uh, and we're just going to have an absolute blast. We're already looking at You're going to my hometown. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Ton- listen, uh, everybody's putting in requests uh, for cities. It's wild. We will be going to Cleveland. We will be going to Pittsburgh. We will be going to Chicago. Atlanta. I really want to do uh, a- Atlanta. I want to do Montgomery, uh, Alabama. There's there's so many there's so many clubs. There's Mobile. so much fun stuff to do. Mobile. Yeah, so you're doing all of Nashville them. in October. Or are you just by yourself? Uh, I think I, I think Nashville for me is going to be the week of Politicon. Yep. 
which is November, correct? Uh, no, October 26th and 27th, I believe. If that's the case, if that's the case, then I will definitely be there. I keep getting conflicting stories about when Politicon is going to be. I got to reach out to those guys. And, uh, I got to reach out to them. October 26th and 27th is what I recall on my calendar because I will be there as well. It's always so much fun. The, like the last cosplay. Politicon. Cosplay for political nerds. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be great if you, you had to dress up? Cosplaying, though. Yeah, they have like the founding fathers and stuff, but nothing yeah. sexy, nothing sexy, nothing like an anime cosplay. But I tell you, hopefully this year, it's always delightful to me. It's always delightful to me to go into the green room and just hang out with the big high muckety bucks. Uh, have Ann Coulter come running up and just, yay, she's hilarious. Uh, so anyway, that's I've a good I've been hearing her quite a bit on, on podcasts, and she seems back to herself. Well, she was a little off for a little while, like not not herself. She's back to herself. Well, that's that's good. That's good. She uh, she just cracks me up. I just find her to be hilarious. I, I just it's whatever. There's a lot of people like that. Like, who's that dude? Uh, the the pharmaceutical guy who went to jail for price gouging. Uh, his last name. I can't remember. I could never say it right. Yeah, but, but yeah. He, he just looks, he looks evil. <laughs> but, like, his Twitter, his Twitter was hilarious. Yep. It was just hilarious, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, okay. Well, the, what? It was a weird last name. Yeah, it was one of those spizzle skizzes things. Yeah. It was yeah. all those vowels and everything clustered all together. And so uh, I wrote an article. I just want to make sure that we don't forget this. We're about 30 minutes into a wonderful show. I'm, I think this one's going dreamy. I think it's going dreamy. I wrote an article about uh, Woodstock because it's the 50th anniversary of Woodstock. Now, everything in my uh, in my guts as a as a performer and, and as a uh, political comedian and all that stuff, I was never a big fan of Woodstock. People, when I was like in high school and stuff, oh, we're going to go watch the Woodstock movie. I'm like, yawn, I don't want to see it. So I did a little bit of research, and I took a closer look at Woodstock, and man, oh man, I hate it more than ever now. I really? hate it. Oh, I hate it more than ever. To me, that is like the touchstone event that really, that's when America took a, a big, ugly shift. Yep. Like when, when the hippies took over. And I know it's very popular to make fun of hippies, you know, now like South Park's been doing it for a while and, and God bless them. But like some fun to know facts. <clears throat> if you didn't read my in my my wonderful article about Woodstock, I'm quite proud of it. The guys who uh, started Woodstock, who put it together, they were just concert promoters and, right. and they were they were selling tickets. They, this was a for profit venture. Uh, the tickets were eighteen dollars in advance. I think there were sixteen dollars on the you know at the gate, which which in today's money is like one hundred and twenty or one hundred and eighty bucks, right? So it's right. it was pretty pricey for back in the day. Certainly, so they, for, certainly for people who who had tuned out and dropped out. Yeah, yeah. So uh, so they pre-sold this thing. They sold about one hundred and eighty-six thousand tickets. Holy crap! Yeah, yeah. So they they were good to go. They were good to go. This is like the original fire festival. So they they sold 186,000 tickets. Now they needed a place to put it. Uh, so they so they went to this uh, place called Wallkill, New York, and uh, the the good people of Wallkill is like we don't like the idea of a big outdoor uh, festival. How how many people 
uh, do you think you're going to show up? And the promoters are like, eh, like 50,000, like 50,000. They knew they were lying, right? Because mm-hmm. they, they, had, they had sold 186,000 tickets. Right. They lied. They said 50,000 people. And the, the people of Wallkill were like, where are these 50,000 people going to use the bathroom? Uh, and, and the promoters didn't have a great answer. And the people of Wallkill are like, well, no, no, you're not going to do that. You're not going to have 50,000 hippies to descend on our quaint little town and just be uh, crapping and peeing everywhere. So you can't do it. Not unless not unless you can prove to us you got this whole porty, porta potty uh, situation under control. Otherwise, you can't do it. So the promoters, they lied. They lied and they go, oh, man, they don't want the music in Wallkill. And that's when all hell broke loose. And everybody's like, oh my gosh, they're trying to shut down this music festival when the people had a legit idea. Uh, you know, they, they had a, a legit uh, leg to stand on. So then they go to to, to Bethel, uh, New York. And that's where Woodstock was held, Bethel, New York. And they conned some poor schmuck there uh, into using his land. Now, because they had, you know, thrown money around and they weren't smart with what they were doing, they didn't have mon- enough money to do fences and gates uh, so they just had enough money for like the stage and the lighting, uh, blah, 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 blah. So the, the, the few gates, they thought they had enough fencing, uh, and the people just, when, when 400,000 hippies descended upon this place, <laughs> they just ran over the gates and then right. they're like, yeah, it's, it's a free music festival, free love and all that other stuff. Okay. Yeah. So that's, so that's kind of eye opening. Now they can't get the performers to the show. What? Because no, because of the traffic jams. If you weren't already there, if you weren't already close, you couldn't get to the show. So they had to call the local Air Force Base, Stewart Air Force Base. Now at the time, this is the height. This is like Vietnam's going on, and it's hippies versus the man. The hippies are being used uh, by some capitalist who wants to get rich and take all their hippie money. Now the capitalist can't bring the talent to the show, so he reaches out to Stewart Air Force Base and some general there, who's probably with good intentions, like, okay, we'll help out. They started flying in the performers. They started flying. So the very people that, that were being spit on and called baby killers were the very people who made Woodstock possible. So that's it. And that's just that's just some of my rantings uh, against Woodstock. Just some of my ranting. It was it was a train wreck. It was an absolute train wreck. Multiple people died. Multiple deaths at Woodstock. They're announcing, "Don't eat the brown acid." You couldn't if you did that today. If you did if you did that today, you'd be, you'd be sued by everyone. You'd be sued oh. by everyone. And I think it's notable. Well, I uh, it, the fire festival. Oh yeah. And that's what the, that's what the fire festival was. Seriously, if there if there would have been Twitter uh, back in the Woodstock days, it never would have happened. Never would have happened. And it's funny to look. It's funny to look at all the super successful artists. Here's the guys. Here here's some of the bands that turned it down. Here's some of the bands that said no thank. The Who the Who didn't want to do it. They almost backed out at the last minute. But I don't think they could get a helicopter ride out. You know when the Who hit the stage, five a.m. On a on a on a Saturday night, can you imagine? You're exhausted. You're trying to sleep in the mud, and all of a sudden, bow, 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 talking about that. Oh, it would have been a nightmare. So here's some of, here's some of the artists that passed. Bob Dylan said, "No, I don't need to be there." Simon and Garfunkel, who were like who were literally in New York, they're like, right. "No, we don't need to be there." Led Zeppelin, 
No, thank you. <laughs> the Moody Blues, I think we'll pass. The Doors, nope, it sounds like a train wreck. And our good friends at the Rolling Stones. The Rolling Stones said no thank you. So I just think that's... Go. I mean, the Grateful Dead were there, right? No, I don't even I don't even think the dead showed up. It was like canned heat uh and uh Ravi Shankar. Uh the big one, uh, C- uh Creedence Clearwater Revival. That, that um, they they were there. I think the band d- did a set. Uh uh oh Joan Baez. Just oh my god. Sounds Just worse, a, sounds worse than the Lilith Fair. So. Oh, it's yeah, so so I just I just think it's hilarious that this this moment in time that everybody's like, oh, peace, love and understanding was started by a couple of dudes who wanted to get rich, a couple of concert promoters. And they did. And they did. Because here's the deal. They put on a concert. They already got everybody's ticket money. And then here's the key. They got the rights to the music. Uh, they put out the album and the movie rights. Those yep. guys have made so much money off that movie. And then I think it's the ultimate in irony, the ultimate in irony, where all these kids are like, we got to stop the war. We got to stop these, you know, young American men from killing babies, these evil guys in the army and the Air Force. And then the Air Force literally saves the day and is and is bringing people in by helicopter. So you can take irony your stock. Irony is not dead. Oh, it's not. It's no. not. I, I just, oh, yeah, it just drives me crazy. And it's never been the same since. And then there's a, there's an article in the New Yorker, and I'll put this up on theloftestparty.com, where they were making like like uh, uh, Woodstock, the ten year anniversary, and it's all these yuppies in like suits and cocktail dresses, like drinking wine and standing around. And that's that's literally what I think happened. That's literally what I think happened. I think you had a bunch of kids whose parents were like, you know. World War II generation, so they rebelled, and they went hippie, and they wasted like 10 to 15 years of their lives. Then they woke up and went, holy crap, we got to do something. And then they became those super greedy, damn the torpedoes, I want to get rich generation of the 1980s. I literally think that's what happened. They woke up and thought- I some of them are like the worst of the boom. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And now their children are rebelling and joining things like Black Box and tearing up Portland. The, okay. And that's the, I'm so glad you said that. That was that's an awesome, awesome one. But the whole Portland thing, like, listen, uh, the Proud Boys need to watch it. Like those dudes, because right now, the clearly, in my my opinion anyway, it's all on Antifa. It's all on Antifa. I don't know how you look at you don't even how do you look at the pictures just just the way they dress in the black hoodies and the masks and the baseball bats and the this and the that and the bike locks. You see that and it's like okay that's evil that's just evil. And then you got the Proud Boys coming in uh, wearing their wacky helmets and we're ready to go like like no. Listen, it's I don't I don't like it. I don't like that it when it gets stupid, morally stupid gray. Idea. It was a horribly stupid idea. Like, I get the anger that the, I mean, you got to understand these idiots, right, are literally wandering around Portland and doing things like just pulling people out of cars randomly, right? Yes. They don't need an excuse to behave the way they behaved yesterday. They just don't. But the weirdest part of all of it, and 
David Marcus, who goes by Blue Box Dave on Twitter, actually did an article the last time when Andy No got beat. And Antifa is mostly made up of upper middle class and wealthy white dudes. Yeah. It's the same it's the same people it's, who are the social justice warriors. Yep. It's the same people who are talking about that's racist, that's racist. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not impressed. And the mayor gets on TV yesterday and wanted to thank everyone for um coming together to prevent violence. I don't know what videos he was watching, but I saw a lot of people on the ground after being beaten. They went after like a, a preteen girl who was with her dad. And dad, why in the goodness sakes would you bring your teenager there? Exactly. Like, I what saw, are so you I people saw, thinking? I saw that guy and his, his daughter or his niece or whoever trying to retreat. And the only reason they're trying to retreat is because the little girl's pulling him away. Oh, I know. And, and you're just like, well, yeah, what are you thinking? Then what I see this, thinking, this. What are you this thinking, dude? Middle-aged guy just got clocked. Just got clocked. For, but, and, I mean, he wasn't even a part of anything. Like, well, they were lit- a couple of the people that were attacked weren't there for just, they were just downtown. That's it. The middle-aged guy who, I saw the, the run-up video to him getting clocked, and he was wearing a black vest, and it, it did have some messaging. He wrote it in okay. tape. So he had some messaging, like, on the back. It wasn't like, like you know, racist or anything, but like he, listen, he wasn't just like walking through Portland trying to get an ice cream. He, 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 but like, seriously, when, when there's a mob of kids all wearing hoodies with their black, with their backpacks and their masks on and their bandanas and all that stuff. And you look and it's, and it's just you and your girl standing there, you know, his wife, his spouse, his, his girlfriend, whatever, like, dude, you're surrounded. You got, you got to back up. You're not going to win. You're not going to win this fight. And then one little punk out of the crowd uh, takes a swipe at him, and then he goes and chases uh, the kid who took gave him the cheap shot. But like, it's it's the mob. You're you're never going to win that fight. Bruce Lee's not going to win that fight. Well, and you're and you're like whole, a 54 year old dude. My whole thing is this: these groups, literally, and and I mean, it's not just members of anti. I mean, you literally had like mentally ill homeless people. There's a guy who was running around shirtless, just talking insane, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but what they want is another Heather Heyer. They're like literally trying to get someone killed so that they can keep up the narrative about right wing violence because right. the media won't report how violent they are. Exactly. So the media, they want yeah, the another main... another white supremacist murder. They want that so badly. Yes, they do. So yes, they I do. think everybody in their right mind, Joey Gibson, Joe Biggs, just stay the hell out of Portland. Yeah, for a while like, or forever. Or decide, just let or... the city burn. These people are not going to calm down. Or they're decide who you're. Innocent, they're going to hurt an innocent citizen. Literally pulling people out of the their cars during the week while they shout whose streets are streets. They're like a gang. Yes. It has literally taken over the city. The video that I saw that is really the most disturbing one is like when the proud boys are getting back on their bus, they're getting back on their bus. They're they're clearly leaving. And the Antifa dudes are trying to drag people off the bus. And then some kid, 
some kid throws the hammer, like throws it like Thor throwing a hammer at uh, at (laughs) at what just dude in the Avengers movie. But like, seriously, that's like that's like a jit. You could kill somebody. You could kill somebody. And and they don't care. That's that's the piece of uh, that. If I'm running the propaganda for the Proud Boys, uh, that's that's the only piece of video I'm ever going to show from that whole thing. But yeah, it's uh, listen, who who's right, who's wrong? I know who I think's right. I know who I think is wrong. But then you got to think like, how is the media going to frame it? How is the media going to frame it? And they're always going to frame it like, uh, uh, like it's the, the yeah. Yeah, it's the right wing violence. Right wing violence is on the rise. Don't look now, but they're in every they're they're behind the bushes. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. Here comes a recession. They're all Russian operatives. It's horrible. It's horrible. That's the only way it's going to go. And, so, and, and the New York Times is is really helpful with that. That's funny. You're reading my mind because, the, like, there. Yeah, it was Russia, 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 for for two and a half solid years. They 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 milk that the listen Donald they're they're saying Donald Trump's a traitor he's a Russian operative and if you support Donald Trump uh, you are supporting Russia and they're our enemy blah 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 then along comes the Mueller report and it looks like there's nothing there looks like there's nothing there so without skipping a beat without skipping a beat they've gone from uh, Russia 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 to racist 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 uh, Donald Trump he's clearly a racist he's using these dog whistle it's terms. An editorial decision. Oh, and and that's that's what really uh, is the icing on the cake for it. Because you see, if you're if you're observing, you, you see it's happening. You see it's happening, and then you they come out with like this transcription of this like uh, team meeting at the New York Times where they're literally t- discussing the handoff. They're talking yeah. about okay, there was nothing to Russia. We're gonna go with race relations. We're gonna go with race, race, race. So, <laughs> and then today uh, they came out with phase one. They came out with phase one of this. They're going to do an ongoing series, an ongoing series called the 1619 Project. Have you heard anything about the 1619 Project? I read the introduction and I closed it out and I will not be clicking on any more links. Well, I guess 1619, and I find this just as a, as a history buff, there was a, uh, there was a, uh, a British colony in the States. I, I didn't, yeah. like, that, that was surprising to me. That, that that we had a colony in 1619. Uh, I knew there was a, it wasn't. I, I thought I thought like Roanoke was like 1620. But it, but whatever, whatever. So I guess that's the reason they picked that year 1619 is because that's when the first uh, slaves arrived by boats. That was the the date of the first transaction. That's when. That's how far back it goes. So uh, I don't know how you really like. It's 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 interesting. It's history. And and I guess the narrative here is that it's it's been systematic ever since, and that uh, the the white man has been keeping uh, black people down for that long. So you know, yeah, I, I just I can't like it, it is so disturbing to me that the racial divide in this country is worse now than it was when I was a kid. Well, uh, it's the, the, I, without getting t- too deep and too maudlin and too uh, tinfoil hatty on it, and it's and there are differences. And to me, it's like philosophically, it's it's interesting for me to discuss. I would literally, 
discuss this for a, for a super long time because there are differences. And this goes back to, and certainly I don't want to be, I don't want to be uh, too cavalier about it, but there is a big part of me that's like, so how, how long do you hold on to that? Like, how long do you hold on to that? Like, when do you, when do you stop looking back and start looking forward? And is there no infrastructure there? And I actually had this conversation with uh, with Michael Steele, the former head of the uh, the RNC. Right. He's he's on MSNBC now, and we both came to the same conclusion: is that you 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 got to get you got to be aware of your history. You got to know your history, but to move forward, you need money. You need money <clears throat> to invest in these at risk neighborhoods. And like, if if I'm Trump. If I'm Trump or, or anybody in the White House right now, th- th- I'm like I'd go okay, yeah. Let's let's learn our history. Wow, I didn't know 1619. That that's the first. That's that's very interesting. Slavery is horrible. I'm glad we stopped. I'm glad I'm glad we stopped. That was horrible. Now, how can we make your lives better? We can give you the opportunity to do it. So you can look back in anger for as long as you want, as long as you still have one eye on the future. And, and, and the Trump administration with these opportunity zones, that's a great way of getting money into the community for small businesses. There's, listen, there's some, there's some black kid out there right now that has an idea for a business, and it's going to be a winner, winner, chicken dinner, but he can't find the capital. So hopefully now through Donald Trump and opportunity zones and investments, they will. Well, and so, Bill Pulte, he's doing some great work too. Yeah, I, I just find it, it's like, the, the, New, the New York Times, and I'd, I'd really love to talk to whoever runs the time, like, how do, you, how do you feel this is helping? How do you feel this is helping? I, and, I, and, I, and listen, I, I, got, I got nothing against being aware of history. If you don't know history, you're doomed to repeat it and all that stuff. And history doesn't repeat itself, but it definitely, uh, you know, has the same beat, all that stuff. So yeah, yeah, but like, I don't, I don't see... <laughs> I don't see slavery coming back. And then I, ma- I made this joke in a YouTube video. And if you are so concerned about slavery, you might want to, like, go do something now. This is a fun to know fact. There's more people in slavery now, today, than there ever were in the, in the United States. Ever. Slavery is still going strong, you guys. It's more popular than ever. So if you want to end slavery, my goodness, get on a boat and go do it. Yeah, I just I just don't see how the New York Times listen, I here's my thing. This is my little metaphor for it. This is my little Adam Carolla moment. If you uh walk into a cocktail party and, and you don't know anybody, you, you're just going with one friend. It's 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 me and you, uh, Gypsy. We're we're going to a cocktail party and and we don't know anyone. And then I and I say to you, uh, everyone in here hates you everyone in there secretly hates you they're not going to tell you but they hate you then when we go into the cocktail party if someone accidentally spills their drink on you or they don't give you a napkin right away you're going to go holy crap michael was right michael was right they hate me they hate me right just by me just by me introducing the idea that everyone hates you it'll now Whatever happens is going to confirm to you what I just said, my little hypothesis. However, if you and I just go into a cocktail party and I go, hey, 
Everyone in here is pretty cool. I hear they're cool people. Then you go in, somebody accidentally trips and they, oh, can I use your napkin? You're like, yeah, sure, no problem. You got no problem. So I'm, I would make uh, the argument that that just talking, if merely saying racism is everywhere, racism is everywhere, racism is everywhere will increase racism because you'll perceive it. You'll just perceive it. If you're a person of color, every time something goes wrong in your life, you're going to, okay, okay, I know what's going on here. I know what's really happening. And of course, all the ultimate hypocrisy is like, you know, I'm a white dude. So what, what can I really talk about it? And that's where, that's where it all goes to hell in a handbasket when you can't even have an opinion because of the color of your skin, because it just proves to the people who thinks we're racist. Oh, only a racist would say that. So it's, it's really the, it's like, uh, it's like greetings, professor Falcon. Would you like to play a game? The only way, the only way to win is to not play the only way, just like be your best person, live your best life. Be a good individual, and if you see some horrible crap going on, some racist crap, try to stop it. But ultimately, uh, I, and I, that's what I want to ask the New York Times: like, How do you think this is making this better? What what other laws do we need passed? Like what? Where else do where? What else are we to do? What else are we to do as a civilization other than just like, hey, try to be cool, try to be cool with everybody, be an individual. Let the let everyone be an individual. People are all going to make mistakes. Some people are going to do better than others. Yada yada. And don't, and don't yada. turn down help. Who's turning down help? Oh, is Scott Pressler, a Trump supporting gay activist, put that in dude is giant. Together. By the way, I know. I ran into him at uh, at at. Oh, we saw him at CPAC that year. We went, and yep. he's like he's like NBA level big. He's like yeah, no. But he's he a, put a group of he's people a nice together, guy. Group of people together and went and picked up trash in Baltimore and they ripped him in an op ed in the Baltimore Sun the next day. We don't doing need that. your help. We don't want we don't your, need help. your help, carpet bagger. But I mean You're that's wacky. just dumb. That is just dumb. After the riots in Ferguson that burned down that, that woman's bakery. Yeah. Do you know do you know who donated all the money to her GoFundMe? Oh yeah, that would be people on the right because that's what we do. We see a problem, we try to fix it. We try to help, right? We don't just ignore yeah. it and let it fester. So if if you want to make things better, stop rejecting the help. I I really it's it's shameful. It's absolutely shameful. Uh, what's going on in uh, Baltimore and what's going on in Chicago and what's been going on in Detroit for years and years and years. Although Detroit and, and to Cleveland, I can really speak to Detroit. I was there a few years ago uh, hanging out with some friends of mine, some really cool people, and they've not given up in the, on the city. They have a really cool pad like right downtown. And from what I can tell, for 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 the most part, or for, for a good part, <clears throat> the city has kind of uh, like opened up downtown, like, hey, whatever you want to try, whatever you think can work down here. Now, I don't know what the tax policies are for small businesses, and I don't know what the Democrats who run that city are, are doing. They, they still must have their, their foot on the, on the neck of entrepreneurs, 
But man, uh, downtown New, uh, Detroit was it was actually pretty cool. They're like the giant burned out building, and then the best barbecue you've ever had in your life, right. and then a really wacky bar, and like they're they're trying different stuff, and right. you'll see what sticks. So hopefully, hopefully the government well, will get out of the way. Bill Pulte went into Indianapolis and just demolished all those burned out buildings and places that people congregate to do drugs and sleep if they're homeless. He opened the real estate up and. It turned around. Well, now would really be the time to. I know someone was talking about this years ago, and I remember getting pretty excited about it when they were talking about urban farming with like some of these neighborhoods in Detroit. We're just going to go, we're just going to knock them down, we're going to destroy everything and just plow everything under and see, like, we're going to start planting crops here, which I think is just the best idea, which led me to a joke that I do in Columbus. You know, with, with these old, old malls, you know, the malls that are just vacant, they should they can knock them down and then they can plant farmland. And then as an old person, we could drive around and go, I remember when all this was mall. See what I did there? <laughs> I flipped it. I flipped it comedically. Oh, okay. I want to talk in this in the in the final few minutes that we have here some some amazing finds and in, in the entertainment and the pop culture uh, spectrum of things. First of all. Uh, there's a show on Amazon, uh, on Amazon, on Amazon uh, called The Boys, and it's uh, like a superhero universe. It's very interesting, and it's very good. It's really well made. It's a star-studded cast, and if you are into, uh, you know, comic books, superhero, blah blah blah, it's a really, it's a fun show. It's an adult show. It's grown. There's foul language. There is some sexual activity and a lot of violence. But pretty much it's this. Uh, the world has superheroes. America has superheroes. The rest of the world doesn't. And uh, the superheroes have an organization that it's kind of like the Justice League. But pretty much in the reality, in the reality of it, uh, there's this guy who's kind of like Superman, but they call him Homelander. Uh, and everyone, everyone who really thinks about it is like, boy, if this... If this Homelander guy just really uh, cut loose, uh, he could kill us all. He's kind of a dangerous guy. And then you find out that these superheroes, uh, very privately and in their spare time, they're not the best people. They're human, right. just like the rest of us. And they've got little <laughs> problems. And they've got issues. And uh, and so that I don't want to spoil anything, but that's the jumping off point. Like, if superheroes were real and they were a little bit nutty, how happy would you be? And then some people are trying to they're, – they're anti-superhero. But the cast is fantastic. It's entertaining. It's good. Amazon, I believe – I think they have to have picked it up for another season because it is uh, – it's super fun. It's super entertaining. And each episode goes and goes and goes. It's, 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 a, it's what the kids call a baller. It's a slapper. Aye. It's fantastic. Now – Here's the reason that uh, you tune in every week, you guys. Well, hopefully, well, <laughs> one of the reasons. There are defining moments, and I got to celebrate one of them right now. I'm, 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 I will post the story to the, to uh, Facebook. I wrote it for theloftestparty.com yesterday. It's already up there. I'll put it on Facebook uh, today. This game, No Man's Sky Beyond, for the, the PlayStation virtual reality um, and I want to say that again it's for PlayStation virtual reality I guess it kind of blows it's not as good on your PC but I'm telling you right now Gypsy 
uh, what they did is this this company, Hello Games, they developed uh, it's like an infinite universe, an infinite. It's like a very big game. So you've got the display is okay. There's all these stars, and you can like literally aim towards one, and it might take you a super long time to get there. Whatever you as you, you quote land on the planet will generate the planet for you. Each planet is unique. It has its own life forms, but they generate everything. So if you start walking around a planet, you will walk around a planet, and there will be life, and there will be weird creatures, and do they want to kill you? And so at Hello Games, it came to the realization, that aha moment of like, wow, if we're generating all of this terrain, you could do it in virtual reality. You could put, You could see around, and that is what they did. So they had to rework some of the controls for like the spaceship and they had to rework some of the controls for your little laser gun that you go mining with. But I'm telling you right now, it is a game changer. This is the moment where it shifts. Like I've played a bunch of virtual reality games. Some of them are more fun than others. Some of them work, some don't. Some are like uh, laser beats is, is an absolute blast. But I'm telling you, when you put on this helmet and you're walking around a planet, you see your spaceship, you go over, you fix it, you hop in. Then you literally, you can open and close the cockpit using your hands, using your hands. And then your left hand is the thrust. And then your right hand is on the joystick for like pitch and yaw and, and all that. You are flying around. You are in this reality. Now, is it like Ready Player One? Not, nah, no, not really. You're not using gloves, and it's not a whole blah blah blah. But it's as it's as close as you can get right now. Mm-hmm. I am like a little kid. It's crazy. You hop into your ship, you launch, and you can look out over the wings, and you see the air and the clouds going by the wings, and your little engines are spinning, and you got controls, and it's like everywhere you look is the reality. It's amazing. It's amazing. If you've been holding off getting a VR system, good Lord in heaven, get get the PlayStation, get the VR headset. And, down, and here's the other great thing. If you've already bought No Man's Sky, No Man's Sky Beyond VR is free. Is free. They're just like, hey, it's an update to the game. You want to check this out? I'm blown away by it. I am blown away by it. The other night I got in and I'd been I'd made dinner and we'd eaten dinner, and I had uh, I had Elvis, the Elvis station, playing in the background. Right? Right. So, I get it. I'm delighted just walking around on this alien planet. I find my spaceship. I get in. I figure out. I finally got it fixed. I got the controls. As, the, as I'm thrusting forward, Elvis's Viva Las Vegas starts playing. It was like... Being in a movie, Viva! I'm flying out of the atmosphere. The stars are lighting up. I'm doing barrel rolls and loop to loop, and Elvis is cranked up in the background. Viva Las Vegas! It was one. <laughs> it was one of the best moments of my gaming life. One of the best moments of my gaming life. It was fantastic. Well, it sounds like it's worth uh, worth the wait. Oh, it is. Well, I know you've got you've got some gamers over there, and hopefully we got some gamers who listen to the show. But it, like, I held off. I held off on getting 
the VR to like last Christmas because I didn't like the titles and the movement was kind of, the movement was kind of clunky. There's a Batman Arkham City game, but it's like it's like you have to point and then click to where you want to go. So like there's a little moment where it's almost like being in a slideshow. It's almost like being in a 3D PowerPoint presentation. Now, granted, it's uh, the skyline's beautiful and just. Standing on a rooftop as Batman and looking around 360 degrees, that's kind of cool. But if you can't run around and fight, what are we talking about? What are we talking about? And that's the big game changer with with uh, No Man's Sky Beyond. You can just move around. There's no loading screen. There's no delay. You just walk from point A to point B. There's my spaceship. You hop in, close the thing, psh, psh, take off, fly around, land, get out. It's there's star- So while you're playing a game, you're actually moving around? You can't walk. That's the other thing. Uh, you, you, I mean, your character can walk, but I play. I'm sitting in a chair. Uh, oh, okay. when I, play. I was you thinking could stand actually up. combining physical activity and gaming would be a thing. Well, that's the big leap. That's the next one. Games like this, where there's no pause, there's no loading screen. It's just smooth. It's smooth, and you are in the reality, and there's no there's no break in the reality. That's that's just a huge accomplishment. That's just a flipping huge accomplishment. The next big one is how do you walk? How do you like put on your PlayStation boots? Is it going to be slippers? Will you slide around a surface? Will it be some kind of ball where you walk top and you're roped in? I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how capitalists solve that problem. But man, oh man, it was a, it's as close to Ready Player One uh, as as you're going to get. I mean, I was <laughs> and actually, it's an absolute I was actually blast. I actually used to love and tennis and that kind of stuff on the Wii. You were oh, that's moving a, around. That's too funny. That's too funny that you said that because right now we're going through a bunch of our stuff in storage. We're just going to get rid of it. We're going to sell it. We're going to donate to charity. I actually have to make a goodwill run uh, later on today. But we found, me and my boy, we found our old uh, Nintendo and we hooked it up. Yeah. So I've got, I got, I got the Nintendo... Uh, their newest system, because I use that because because uh, Zelda is just such a great game. It just it's game of the year. It was just fantastic. Go grab that. But like literally, we've been playing tennis again on <laughs> tennis, bowling, all of it. They yeah. got to keep doing that. Those games. I know they kind of gave up on those games, but man, those were fun. Yeah. We've been playing tennis. It's a riot. And it's like a Saturday night thing for us. We're all very competitive, and we used to scream at each other, and it was awesome. And they had this great thing called the Wii Fit. Yep. We used to do, and it had like the little balance board, and you would. <laughs> we never, oh, we never actually got that, but we were hopping around the living room on a Saturday night. You would do your Wii Fitness test, and it would tell you your age, right? Did it? Be like, oh my god! Right? I did it. Guess how old I am? Guess how old 74. I am? Four. No, baby, I am twenty-seven. Oh, I'm nice. twenty. I am fit. I am fit, although my weight, because it's like a little, uh, the little Nintendo person has a little, like, uh, like a Japanese accent, but my weight, <laughs> it measures you weight, and then the little, the little anime girl just goes, oh, <laughs> like, like she doesn't know how to break it to you, oh, right. you need to lose some weight, okay, that's the show, uh, Run out, get No Man's Sky VR. I highly recommend that. And then hopefully you've been playing uh, Game of the Year, Legend of Zelda, all that good stuff. Antifa, you're a bunch of losers. Go to the website, get your tickets now to go see the MAGA Country Comedy 
show. We're having a lot of fun. Uh, and thanks for supporting thanks for supporting the podcast. Thanks for supporting theloftestparty.com. Listenership is up. We thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. If you got the time, go to iTunes and just leave a couple stars, leave a little comment. It helps with the algorithm. And we need we need all the help. We're, I'm always going to beg you for help with the algorithm because we know we're being dialed down. And that's just, it's sad, but it is the reality. And I'm not going to sit here and cry in my milk about it. I'm just going to, you know, we're just going to keep shoulder to the wheel, having a good time. You guys are awesome. For the Liberty Gimlet at Gypsy Base Camp and for the management at the Loftus Party, enjoy the rest of your day. Go tell your friends. Talk to you soon.